0: Good afternoon, this is Charlotte Pierce, the producer of Ready Row USA. We are the in our 93rd episode of podcasting and live streaming. We love doing this and, uh, and uh, investigating some of the topics that like we were doing today, rowing to college, which is, is uh, about taking your high school experience and leveraging it to, for college applications and and reducing the stress in the meantime um as as much as possible so rowing to college we have Andrea Landry the Holy Cross coach here she's going to be talking from the coach's perspective hi Andrea how you doing
1: hi thanks for having me
0: you're welcome yeah we won't ask you anything specific about Holy Cross but we just wanted to uh, have your perspective as a coach and from as we talk about you know, taking rowers from high school to college. And our uh, consultants with Rowers Reach, uh, Carmen Marachna. Am I saying that right? Marachna, but you're good. Marachna and Fran Berlin. Hi, Fran's on top there. Hello. Hello. Yeah. And again, I'm Charlotte Pierce, and Hello. I am the producer of Ready Row USA. Uh, we'd love what makes my job so much easier more fun is connecting with our audience we have a live streaming audience and then we pull the audio for distribution on audio podcast apps so if you use this hashtag uh, that you will hear toward the end of the show because i like to encourage people to listen to the end um, you will win uh, gadgets and gear and services related to rowing and uh, we'd love to have you review us on your podcast app, so Spotify, Google, Apple, SoundCloud, all those, and uh, that helps us widen our reach and get a message, get our message out to more people. And like I said, you can win gadgets, gear, and services if you use the hashtag. So listen up, and if you're really good, you can uh, you can scout around our our internets and uh, find that hashtag anytime. So don't worry about it too much, but all right, we are going to go to uh, an interview that I did with our, high, our college rower, Brian O'Rourke, and he is not able to join us live because he's traveling to the IRAs. And Fran and, and you, the rest of you, um, IRAs inter
2: intercollegiate rowing association, intercollegiate rowing association.
0: Yeah. So he's, he's doing that. He's a junior in college and he's an amazing guy. So let me just run that now. And he says some, some great things. He's a graduate of Arlington Belmont crew, which is the two towns that um, merged to uh, for a high school rowing team in our region. So let me just feel free to elaborate on any of them. Uh, First of all, what what attracted you to rowing and uh, what kept you rowing in high
3: school? Um, Mostly what attracted me in the first place is I just needed something to do. I was a freshman (laughs) in high school. Um, All my friends were finding new activities and uh, a couple of them started rowing. And so um, I thought I would try it out. and I just kind of got hooked. Uh, once once I started, I, I never really had much of a desire to stop.
0: Right. And what did you like about this structure of the Arlington Belmont Crew program, and and uh, what was challenging about it? And are you still connected to these people that um, that you rode with?
3: Yeah, I think. I think the biggest thing that I liked about it was just the people. I mean, I was rowing with the same kids that I went to school with and and, and some of my closest friends. and so we would all go take classes together and then um, go out and row together on the pond and race together on the weekends. and um, you know, we formed some really tight, uh, really meaningful friendships. and yeah, I'm definitely still in contact with um, a lot of those folks that I rode with in high school. most of the closest friends that I have from high school um, uh, came from AB.
0: That's amazing. So you do have a kind of an intense bonding experience when you're in a sport like that. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. Um, And and, uh, when did you start thinking about rowing in college? Did you have that as a goal as you went into your senior
3: year? You have good um, audio yeah, there. so I, I had some friends on the team that were older than me, so I kind of had the, the opportunity to watch them go through the whole process mm-hmm. um, and, and saw what their, you know, what their freshman years were like What um, for those of them that decided to continue rowing in college. Um, and so it was kind of in the back of my mind that whole time. And then when I started applying to colleges, I kind of realized that it was something I wanted to continue doing. Um, So it was definitely something I was considering when I was touring schools and when I was thinking about uh, where I wanted to spend the next four years.
0: Right. And did you, uh, was your, do you feel like your high school rowing career was an asset on your college application or did you even think about that?
3: Um, It's hard for me to say. I think I like to think (laughs) that it was. Um, I spent a lot of time doing it. So I I like to think (laughs) that it was an asset. Um, but I think mostly it was just you know an asset for me. It, yeah. it helped me grow as a person, and it was a really meaningful experience for me. So regardless, um, I think it was it was time well spent.
0: Yeah. And did you? Um, yeah. Did so? So did, did you? Uh, were you in touch with a coach then? Like when you were in high school, or did you?
3: Um, when I was going through that whole process, there weren't too many coaches that were. <laughs> um that were interested in me there i I was in contact with a couple Mm -hmm. um i i wasn't recruited here at gw i I i've been in contact with the coach beforehand but um i I wasn't really offered uh, a spot um and then i applied to the school on my own and um emailed him after i got in and so he offered me a a chance to try out for the team and that's what i did
0: so you really picked the college for the
3: uh, sorry, and I kind pro- of lost you there for a second. Oh, um, so
0: did you really pick the college for the program uh,
3: or for first- college career? Um, that was a big draw. Um, I I was definitely considering the academic program, and um, yeah, I, I, the opportunity to row here was also it's also a big draw.
0: Very cool. And uh, the the question I was. I mean, it seems like rowing is so demanding. Did, do you feel like it's difficult to balance the athletic and academic uh, requirements and responsibilities?
3: Um, it's definitely a challenge. Um, there are definitely times mm-hmm. where the two push a little bit, and um, and then you end up being a bit busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but pretty much everybody here does something outside of class. Everybody's involved with some sort of activity or some sort of organization or sport, but it's varsity club or intramural. Um, so I think. I think it's, it's something that's almost inevitable that you sort of have to balance different aspects of your life.
0: Right. And good good preparation for life in in general, (laughs) because it doesn't stop when you get out of college, you know, that's like, so, uh, so you're heading off to um, IRAs, you know, like, uh, and you're finished with, with classes right now, right?
3: Yeah. Thankfully We, we finished up finals about a week ago.
0: Awesome. Any closing things that you could give as advice to your former team or to high school students that will, might be listening to this, like, you know, th- there's kind of this balance between choosing a school and, you know, the academics, the athletics, um, any, any.
3: Performing at a certain race, important through the whole process um, to just sort of enjoy, uh, enjoy the process. It gets mm-hmm. really stressful when you're applying to colleges and thinking about maybe getting recruited or, or performing in a certain race, beating a certain team, um, getting a certain placement. There's, I think we we often get caught up in those things, and I know for me, um, I was very I was very caught up in those things. Um, but I think it's important to just enjoy the process, enjoy day to day, because you know eventually, um, you're eventually you're mm-hmm. going to go off to school or go off to college or growing career is going to be over and so um it, go, it goes by pretty quick and so i think it's just important to just enjoy the little things and you know take it day by day
0: that is such good advice for life in general <laughs> you know if you can internalize that at this age i think you're you're going to be okay well best of luck at the iras and uh, please, uh yeah stay in touch and we'd love to you know have you back from time to time and and, and follow your career and so All right. Isn't he amazing? I'm not hearing anybody. You can speak up if you.
2: Yeah, he said some really great things um, throughout that podcast. And I think one of the things that really stuck with me um, was when he said to enjoy the process. And really, that's kind of what we're about. Um, We recommend to our students that they start early. And also that they're not afraid to mobilize their resources to make that process enjoyable, because it can be. If you're looking to select a college or university where you're going to grow and thrive over four years, that could be a really exciting process. So that really stuck with me.
0: And you and Fran or you and uh, Carmen really know what you're talking about because you have a consulting business. Am I characterizing it correctly about um, coaching families and students in the rowing field as they apply to college. Yes.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. So um, Carmen and I uh, both rowed uh, at the D1 level in college. We took our um, rowing to coaching. After that, uh, Carmen coached at, I'll let Carmen tell you, but I coached at uh, Cornell University, which was my alma mater, as well as Indiana University and the University of Colorado. Um, And after that, we really found that our passion was helping high school Mm -hmm. students and their families navigate the college recruiting process. So we kind of started with friends and family and have worked our way up since then.
0: And And, uh, Carmen, anything
4: uh, to add to that? Sure, sure. So along the the same lines of what Fran observed, Brian did a really fantastic job articulating it from a high school perspective. It can be overwhelming and it can be really stressful, but as someone, like Fran said, who has coached at the Division I level, I was a walk-on at Rutgers University, I went on to coach high school in the Philadelphia area. I went on to coach at Lehigh University, then Cornell University, then Indiana University, and then back to a private high school and now doing this consulting, you can see how it can be stressful, but it also can be really exciting and fun if you're leveraging what you know and how you know it and Uh, then taking that to the next level. Um, And so Brian did a fantastic job, I thought, just really being articulate and sharing how it can be hard, but I think Andrea can probably speak from the coach's perspective how if it's done well, it can be really fun and fairly easy for you to find your right fit um, yeah. based on getting to know that process. And that's what we—that's what really we do is just helping people understand the process better. But um, sure. I'm sure Andrea as a coach could say a few things about how people sometimes come across her desk in maybe the not ideal way because perhaps they aren't a good fit or perhaps maybe they have certain things that don't match up. Andrea, I'll let you speak yeah. to that.
1: Sure. No, I'm just going to just piggyback. You know, he, he did a really great job articulating, like you said, just what, what the values are, what you want to take away from your college time. And that's something that we definitely emphasized uh, in my first year at Holy Cross. It was just, you know, uh, enjoying the process. You know, there's only one first place finisher, you know, maybe second <laughs> and third the battle, maybe not, you know, so you really... Can't put all of your your coins into that into that piggy bank, you know. In terms of did I win, did I not? Mm-hmm. The process is super important. Um, I, I enjoy talking about my time as an athlete to my current athletes. Just you know, you don't remember the medals. Maybe you might remember one really great race, but you don't remember the medals. You don't remember uh, feeling like you're going to black out 1200 meters in. You know, you really <laughs> remember. You remember
0: you rode at uh, UMass with my friend Jim Dietz, right?
1: I did, yeah. I walked on as well, uh, similar to the yeah. ladies on here,
0: yeah. And he was the women's coach, and um,
1: I believe, until he retired.
0: Or, yeah, four or four years. Years ago.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wonderful <laughs> man. He definitely, definitely preached the joy of rowing, you know, and pulling out the life lessons in our sport, which I try to, yeah. In my ass. And I was
0: like, I was telling you when I, we checked in yesterday, you know, I think he, and and you probably you know learn from him too that um, just to focus on the individual you know and not like compare and stuff. It's just I love it when when I get his coaching because he just I mean he could coach any elite athlete and and here I am you know he's just focusing on me. <laughs> So that's really I think nice. a big part.
4: I think a big part for the the people that are probably listening, the parents and the students, the takeaway from this is while it is an individual process for you, you are looking to place yourself at the right fit. And so mm-hmm. you have your individual needs, but you're going to have to figure out how your individual needs fit that big, large scale, you know, kind of recruiting beast as it may be, if you're mm-hmm. looking to be recruited actively, and it sounds like Brian did a good job managing his expectations, but perhaps, had he looked at himself as a contributor to the team or he had been able to interface with the coach earlier, he may have had a relationship with the coach before getting invited to try out for the team that would have helped make him feel a little bit more secure in his decision to go. Um, It's not a critique, but it is an observation that you can use recruitment and or just looking at the different universities Mm -hmm. through the lens of rowing as a way to filter out the schools that you are choosing or not choosing and that relationship really helps narrow down that campus for you because otherwise i'm sure all of us can attest schools start to look like cafeterias gyms <laughs> classrooms and dorms and that's it
0: yeah yeah well andrea i was going to ask you like what's the best way for a high school athlete to reach out to a coach at a college they might want to go to you know is it is is that a direct thing, or should you go through your guidance counselor, or what?
1: Uh, either one. I, I would definitely say to to promote yourself as often uh, mm-hmm. as you can. You know, with all the recruiting rules out there, there's a lot of there's a, a giant bible worth of NCAA <laughs> <laughs> rules surrounding all all of this stuff. But um, Chapter 13 specifically talks about recruiting, and they can reach out at any time. They can cold call. They can email. The, the key part is that coaches are limited to when they can reply. So you know, June, June 15th is that sweet date uh, leading into their senior year. Junior, I'm sorry, sophomore and junior year that you can begin to reach out. So those that are the 2023s will begin to do that um, in a couple of weeks here. And so, yeah, reaching out at any point, I would definitely advocate for the student to reach out, uh, not mom, not dad, you know, not not the guidance counselor. That's just part of that life process of being a little more confident in your skin and, and going through those nervous bouts, you know, I'm not a big fan of, of public speaking. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing really well, by the way. <laughs> yeah, the more you do things, the more comfortable and confident you are. So definitely having an athlete and promoting them to reach out is a great way. Email is a great way. Um, you know, it's the beginning process of reaching out is is kind of like figuring out what you what information you want to present. You know, for us, we only know sometimes what the recruiting profile will bring you, which is not a lot of information you know, every single student athlete pretty much has a recruiting profile, just as every student athlete can go on a college website and just see the basics of the college from the website doesn't tell you the whole picture. Um, So just initiating that dialogue with a really short brief, succinct, hi, I'm so and so and some quick stats and and opening up the dialogue um, with that coach is a really important thing. And
0: showing that you know something about the college, right?
1: That was my next point, right? Okay. I'm sorry, yeah. I can't tell you. I'm sure these two can attest to this as well. How many student athletes will reply, or not reply? They'll initiate the conversation with, you know, X school is my number one choice, <laughs> and you can kind of get the vibe of if they're emailing a lot of the same school, the same mm-hmm. like or Now we mm-hmm. want to know if they're really invested in the school or not to yeah. respond back immediately.
0: Uh, Fran and Cartman, any uh, what? What would you say? Like the most, maybe three or four most important steps of college. Uh, say sophomore, when they're starting to look at colleges and they're an athlete, they know they have some ability. What what would you say that they should be doing uh, in that time frame?
2: Well, I think um, the first thing that we recommend to students is they find what we call their facts. So basically that's all the information about them, things like their financials, their academic area of interest, um, the values of a college that are important to them, um, the kind of uh, aspects of a college that they find things like the weather, things like how far from home, Um, Those types of things that they kind of look for that information in themselves, as well as what kind of team they're looking to be on. So are they looking to be a leader? Are they looking to be just a contributor? Are they looking to compete to win NCAAs? Are they looking to develop mastery of the sport? So the first thing I think we ask is our students to really explore those things so that they can then find uh, where they're going to be a good fit, because for us, it's all about their fit. So I think that's kind of our starting point for our, our students.
0: Do you find that kids sometimes come and they say, you know, I'm, I'm really good at rowing and I want to go to a D1 school and, you know, this that's my goal. And how do you sort of like widen their scope of... <laughs> Well, the interesting without, thing
4: i mean, the interesting thing is, their is that hopes. not all D1 schools are created equally. So a D1 school oftentimes can be a place where someone who maybe doesn't have the top ERG score on their mm-hmm. team, they can still walk onto that team and or that team isn't as competitive as the next D1. So getting to really know the level of competition is going to be important. But yeah, we do help them explore who they are and maybe some of the areas of academic interest because that's a huge one, right? So as Fran said, going through what we call the facts. And that is a, a really great way to just pinpoint either a region of the country or the, the size of the mm-hmm. school or, you know, the competitive nature of that team and or your competitiveness of what you're able to offer that team. I think, you know, it's a mutually beneficial mm-hmm. relationship. And I think sometimes it seems to athletes, it's this magic formula. I have to be X tall, right. X fast. Um, and that's just not always the case, and being able to scratch that surface a little bit and get to know the the tenor of the school is really huge, and not to think of it um, as boxes to check off per se, um, but rather actually feel those places, know those students, really getting to know, just like you would if you were just looking at it as a college, not just a rowing (laughs) atmosphere.
1: That's
2: (laughs) that's definitely something I think that's really important for us to do is to kind of widen the scope of where students are looking. Um, Because a lot of times, yeah, kids are really focused on this type of place or, um, you know, these couple of schools because they're kind of like the fancy label, the brand name. And we really encourage our students to look outside the box and Explore a lot of different levels, a lot of different varieties of schools, so that they really can find what's important to them and where they're going to fit in the best. So even if
0: you go to a the Olympics, mm-hmm. you're not going to be an elite athlete forever. It just doesn't happen.
2: exactly, and that's you one of the you mind.
0: might be a <laughs> coach like Andrea, or you might have you know bring that Olympic experience to bear. But um, it seems like you know just getting kids to kind of look that far ahead must be a challenge and
1: there was always a, a quote that a coach I worked with years ago would say perception versus reality. I think it's I think it's really important for kids to know what you guys are both saying right now. Division one, two and three in club, you know, they're they're very different, but division one, there's this perception that it's just glorified version of what you're <laughs> doing. There's more benefits, there's more gear, there's higher caliber rowing. And to some extent a little bit of that's true, right? For some of those crews. Um but definitely what where you're supposed to be ending up, and where your skill sets are supposed to be best made, and have the best academic experience, you know, is really, really important. So, asking those smaller questions about yourself, especially during COVID when we're home mm-hmm. when we're going, mm-hmm. what things did you miss about it? You know, did you miss getting up really early? Did you miss sleeping? in? were you more productive when you slept? And maybe you should look for a crew that rose in the afternoon. <laughs> did you get mm-hmm. small boat rowing? You know, does does the program you're looking at have small boat rowing, Is that something that's important to you, especially post college? Um, and most of us are not going off to the level. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of those those things that you you missed during COVID as athletes and parents listening now, you know, that's, those are the things I think that should be important at that, the top of your list when, when you're looking at these schools and finding that best fit. Got it.
0: Yeah, we have about five minutes left, but is there, um, we can go over a little over if we need to, but um, as far as the, the major pitfalls and things that, Cause anxiety. <laughs> what, what what are some things to look look for and to head off in the college application process if you're an athlete? Um Carmen or Fran, you got a thought about it. I think Charlotte, that? you yeah. ask
4: you ask such great questions and <laughs> it's really nice to be able to have the audience to to speak to it. Mm-hmm. I think that they're not simple answers. Oftentimes they're no. not just sound bites, and that I think each of us is probably going to be able to contribute to this. Um, One of the things that I can remember sitting at the desk of these division one schools is that some of these athletes were fantastic humans and that they probably were getting dreams crushed at times if I wasn't going to actively reach out to them. And that's not something that you can base your very person on. You Mm -hmm. and your existence and who you are should not be measured against an admissions office or a school recruitment process You have so much to offer life. You have so much to offer your academic area of interest that you have to make sure that you are matching yourself with the right places. So I think a hurdle, but also maybe a snafu is parents wanting to see their kids at a shiny, sparkly name so they can hold a flag uh, up for an Instagram shot is really not, this is not what it's about. And you really have to take a step back and evaluate who are you? What do you want? Is it your parents going to school? And is it is it really going to matter at the end of the day? Or have the things that you've already put in the process, the amount of time you've spent on mm-hmm. a machine, the amount of time you've spent exploring a passion of yours, are those things really going to matter? Fran, Andrea?
2: I think um, in terms of practical tips, I mean, I think Carmen's right on in terms of just keeping the whole process in perspective, because it can be really stressful and the kids are getting a lot of, you know, a lot of feedback from social media, especially. And that can be really difficult. But um, as a reminder, just to stay true to yourself and and remember that the goal is finding someplace that's going to be good for you to develop and grow as as a human, as a person over four years is kind of the end goal. But in terms of the practical side of things, we recommend starting early. So essays are always yeah. a big thing, getting your essay written. And we recommend starting, taking a look at the Common Core um, essay questions uh, as early as your junior year and just start jotting down ideas, figuring out where, um, what experiences you've had that might um might be good to write about for your essay, things that are really going to showcase who you are as a person, your values, your personal characteristics, Mm -hmm. uh, compelling experiences that have changed you, that kind of thing. So I think that's kind of our biggest tip. And I will say on a personal note, I remember my poor mother um, trying to get me to write my essays like the night before they were due. Uh, (laughs) Don't make that mistake. Start (laughs) the whole process. It's much easier if you give yourself time, um, time to do it and time to do it well.
0: Which brings me to the this, uh, actually, our final sort of question, you know, how parents can support their student athlete. I know I have two kids. My oldest, I made all the mistakes <laughs> okay. in helping them. The second one, a little bit better. <laughs> Maybe if I'd had three or four kids, I would have been, um, you know, <laughs> baseline. But um, any, any other besides just giving them that time, helping them explore
2: their interests? I think definitely helping them explore their interests, as well as helping them mobilize any resources that they need, both internal resources and external resources that they need to um, accomplish this process. And what we like to remind our parents for sure is in addition to those types of um, kind of practical help, That they really are there just to be a calm, steadfast presence as their kids are kind of sorting through all this noise that's coming at them. Mm -hmm. And just remind them to stay true to themselves in the process, remind them to find what's going to fit them, remind them of the end goal being someplace that they're going to grow and develop and be successful and happy over four years. Um, And what we like to remind our students also is that rowing is one piece of that. It's not the totality. So they're looking at a total package someplace where they're going to be fulfilled in all aspects of their personality with rowing being one of those things. And that's a great thing for parents to remind them uh, to remind a student.
0: And Andrea, do you see any like parents sort of coming to college with with their kids and uh, trying to kind of, move them along in the rowing program or
1: yeah for sure and you know what i don't blame them anymore i've got a two-year-old now so i i feel oh like i'll follow her through her entire life you know I'm kidding. it's uh i think it's a good thing it means they're passionate about their kids um i, I definitely think being organized just taking back piggybacking on some of the answers you're being really organized early on is very important you know different colleges had different timelines mm-hmm. for admissions you know ed1 versus ed2 versus regular Um, sometimes you talk to the coach, sometimes you talk to the financial aid counselor more. There's a lot of little smaller details that kind of occur, especially right in the beginning of their senior year. So just talking to your kids and staying organized, I kind of, I I preach a 10-5-3 rule um, that usually applies to most kids, which is find your top 10 by, you know, June 1st, your top five by September 1st, and your top three by November 1st. And if you have more than that, you know, there's probably not enough research being done uh, to figure out. You know, so just just trying to gather all of your thoughts, you know, from your your previous teammates from your high school, what advice they have, talking um, mm-hmm. to different coaches, talking to recruiting agents such as these two here. You know, there's there's a lot of different things and information that you gather over the course of that time. Um, mm-hmm. Staying organized, with a good journal is, is yeah. important. Having mom and dad kind of circle back with that. Hey, you know, what is our timeline? When do yeah. you want decisions by? Oh, is, I know
0: it's it's a tricky business, though, man. And visit.
1: Says the dead period for NCAA ends in, in another week here. <laughs> <So>. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we,
0: will, we will put all these tips in our show notes. Um, we have a final, uh, each one of you can just uh, maybe pick a takeaway that you would hope people, uh, parents and students bring from this. this this session and from the college application experience.
4: I know for me, I, I think the biggest takeaway is that it's super important to preserve your relationship with your student and that you're not saying goodbye to them and that the easier you make this process for them, meaning if you work in tandem with them, Um, the better you're going to be able to preserve that relationship with them. And that's really important at the end of the day. And if it means hiring someone to tell them the things that you would like them to hear, I think that's beneficial too. But ultimately, just making sure that you are on the same page as your student and you're not putting your student in places that maybe they're not, that's not theirs.
0: Yeah. Great. Anyone else?
2: I think my final takeaway would be, uh, Carmen and I had alluded to the facts earlier on. And the reason that we really push that as the starting point or the reason we really encourage our students and families to start there is because that's really going to allow both you and the coach, the coaches of the teams that you're looking to join, it's to allow them and you to know that you have been able to find some place where you fit in for a total of four years. So it's for you and the coach to know that you've done the research to find some place you're going to be successful and happy over a four-year course of study. Got
1: it. Yeah. I'd say the biggest thing is it's encouraging student athletes that are looking to Rowan College to go visit the campus, but more explicitly to speak with the current student athletes. If you really want to get a real well, well-rounded sense of the demands of being a student athlete with academics and athletics getting a sense for the coach and um, how, how the athletes work with the coaches, uh, getting a sense for how long it takes to get from the farthest point of campus to the the other end and, and time for breakfast and lunch and, you know, fueling as a student athlete, all those little pieces that kind of create the the, the image of what it is and the demands that it is uh, to be a student athlete. I think the best thing you can do is talk to the current student athletes and coaches are more than happy to facilitate most of the time, you know, those those dialogues mm-hmm. with the current student athletes. So. Uh, good point. Yeah, good.
0: Well, this has been so, uh, in, you know, amazing. I wish I'd talked to you all just in general before my kids went mm-hmm. to college, but, but, you know, I, I it's, 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 we do what we can. And um, thank you for coming and let's, let's make sure we get the uh, all the contact information for you, for your um, organizations in is in the show notes piercepress.com slash rowing to college, and let me close it out with a thank you for for all of you for this is a great contribution I think too. Thank you,
2: you, you. Know. thank you so much Thanks for
0: hosting us. Thanks a lot being here. Welcome, um, and I will uh, just do some final uh, housekeeping. Um, my uh, the production company is piercepress.com and wrote ready row usa is the blog posts have all the show notes and they're they're there on the podcast section um I, I would like to you know brag about a couple of children's books i've published we got a first place for who's hiding in this book it's a book about diverse famous authors um we it's a really nice nice book and um we just got the award last, late last year. Uh, we're doing another uh, children's book on s- saving the oceans. So this book is called "Oceans Alive," and this little kid in a kilt he flies around, collaborating to to save environment to uh, right environmental wrongs and save the oceans and forests and things. So it's fun. Um, we have always welcome. Uh, club rowing clubs to send in their news. So it doesn't matter how trivial you think it is, or if you've hired somebody, or built a boathouse, or you got another shell or something. Just send in your notes, your uh, announcement, and we will highlight it on the podcast and on our in our show notes and our blog and our different social media platforms. Um, we also have a gadgets and gear. We do about four times a year. We do. Uh, a special on rowing gadgets and gear. And we all have our favorites. I think this is one of my favorites pictured here. It's the concept Two phone bracket for the uh, rowing machine and it costs $5. So, you know, why not get one? (laughs) Um, Thanks again. You guys are the best and we will, uh to, we'll we'll revisit the topic at another time maybe another aspect of it thank you so much thank you,
2: thank you, for yeah,
0: you. thanks to samara jones back thank you, back yeah, thank there you so for, much for uh, for running our tech you were the greatest <laughs> take care
2: bye thank you bye